Folks, welcome to Talking During Movies. Thanks for uh, giving me your ears. I appreciate it. Today, uh, we are talking over, well, we, Erica Lopez from KVU, the local morning meteorologist here in Austin, Texas, and I talk over The Nutty Professor, a classic where Eddie Murphy figured out how to get paid the most and also cut costs by only having him be every single character. I even think he was Jada Pinkett Smith. They just did a little better uh, job with the uh, with the makeup. Who knows? Conspiracy theory. There you go. Anyways, folks, we had a great time. We kicked off about a minute and a half into it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Erica's great. Very interesting person. Uh, traveled around a lot. She's, uh, yeah, she's fun. She's, you know, the whole KVU group is fun. And I'm trying to get more and more of them on just because that's the morning news that I watch here in Austin, Texas. So, why not? Let's get them. Let's get them all on here. Yvonne, I, I hear you're next. So let's make it happen. Hey, if you want to follow us on our social channels, check us out on Instagram at Talking During Movies. Check us out on Twitter at Talk During Movie or email us Talking During Movies Podcast at gmail.com. This beautiful episode is brought to you by the world famous, often copied, never duplicated, the best place in the world to grab a cold one, Dirty Bills. Dirty Bills, the best swag, the best bar, the best people. They are one of the key reasons why this podcast is successful and moving on. It's you guys listening and Dirty Bills let me record there. Get a couple cocktails to some people, loop them up a little bit so they can relax, have some fun. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. We, uh, it seems like, I don't know, maybe every, every episode, every other episode, we get interrupted. Someone pops their head in because they want to have a cold, fresh beverage. And we have to be like, hey, recording a podcast. I know that frustrates you guys sometimes. I apologize. It just happens. But, hey, listen, Dirty Bills is awesome, man. You got to check it out. Check them out online, dirtybillsaustin.com. Or, uh, I don't know, get your happy ass on a plane. Fly to Austin, Texas, go to 511 West Rio Grande, push it, push it real good, get into that dirty bills, have some fun, meet Leslie and the crew, and uh, enjoy a, enjoy an ice cold beverage, or 12, or 15, or 30. Enjoy one of their dance parties. Enjoy one of their raunchy karaoke parties. Enjoy a football party. Who cares? Enjoy. It's a party no matter what day you go. Makes it awesome. So there you go, folks. Dirty Bills, KVU. Erica Lopez, The Nutty Professor. Enjoy. And we are live. Uh, it's been a couple of hiccups in the giddy up, if you will, but ladies and gentlemen, Erica Lopez. I like to get you right when you're taking a drink. I'm a professional. <laughs> hello, hello. Happy to be here. Thanks for doing this. Uh, you know, my goal is to get everyone at KVU on this because. I told, uh, told my daughter, I said, hey, this morning we're going to talk to someone that you see on the TV. She goes, who? I go, the lady who tells you it's going to be too hot outside for you to play outside or if it's going to rain. She's like, no way. Aww. I said, yes. She's super cute. She gets so up with sweet. me in the morning. So sweet. Hold on one second, folks. Okay. Here we go. Talking during movies. Get it. We are watching The Nutty Professor. Now, usually I just say what movie is going to be watched, and then people are like, okay. But I'm trying new things, of course, as always. And one of the things is 
Uh, is this the Jerry Lewis one? Did, we, did I open the wrong Nutty Professor? I think I did. Look at me. Did I open the wrong one? Oh, that's it. That is it, okay. Um, we'll, we'll get wait, it. is the Jerry Lewis one the older one? Cause guess, it's the older one. Okay, because I barely learned that when we were, you know, setting this up. Uh-huh. And then I told my coworker, because I actually, um, quote, very few movies, but one of them is The Nutty Professor. Dumb and Dumber is another one that okay. I quote very often. And then I told him, guess what movie we're going to watch? Nutty Professor. <laughs> and he's like, wait, the old one, the original one, or the new one? And I had no idea. Yeah, it's a remake. Eddie Murphy uh, really cut costs on this one by playing everybody. I like it. Now, why do you like this movie so much? What is it about this movie that... Um, so, we watch it a lot as a family. Okay. I don't know if it's very... Um, you know, I mean, I was a child. I was probably your daughter's age watching <laughs> it. Um, my dad just loved it, and so we would always just have it on. It was just hilarious. It reminds me of my childhood, the fact that it's just such a crazy nutty family mm -hmm. and um i don't know i guess i just grew up watching it it's just, every family is crazy right every family is crazy so, uh so it opens up with uh richard simmons-esque did you follow that podcast i didn't no. finding or searching for richard simmons no. you know he's disappeared he's, he's gone yeah so richard simmons you know of course a very famous worth uh -huh. hundreds of millions of dollars uh he did deal a meal he created that he had his uh, VHS program of working out. He had a TV program working out. Plus, he had a studio that he um, that he worked out in in Beverly Hills that he always had. And one day, he just didn't show up. No explanation why. Nothing. He just vanished. How long ago was this? Uh, probably five years ago. Oh, it's been a while. Me. And then they, people drive by his house. Some people think that his um, his maid. The, the conspiracy theories is made as a witch. That's mind controlling him to stay inside and steal all his money but that's that's kind of recent five years five years yeah I mean, for him being around so long um but yeah i had no idea yeah he's uh, uh, he's gone but what's the podcast like i think it's searching for, it, it's it's okay it's it was a gentleman who used to be in his jazzercise or whatever program mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he's like where did richard go investigation he does he, he travels all over the u.s he tries to talk to his brother yeah it gets there's just some tense moments, if you will. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of serious, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so we're at the one of the many inappropriate one of the many inappropriate parts as that uh, I still watched as a child. As as the uh, hamsters escape, so we are real quick to cue you guys in. We're at uh, two minutes and 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, and all thirty, and I'll let you guys all know at the beginning as well. Uh, probably the only time in car driving history where uh, someone just didn't gun it through. Like you never, <laughs> squirrels crossing the road in Austin, people uh -huh. don't swerve to get out of the way. No. They just kind of drive. <laughs> so real quick, people should probably know uh, what you do, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Yeah, um, so I work for KVU, um, which is the ABC station in Austin, Texas. So I'm the morning meteorologist. So I wake up really early. This is my afternoon time, my decompression time. My sometimes co-host, Jason Dick, does 101X in the morning, uh -huh. and he wakes up very early. So he's like, well, beers before noon or like yeah. 4 o'clock. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's totally normal. I mean, happy hours for people my who work my hours are like, you know, their bedtime. So. Have you, have you, they should, you guys should partner up with a, with a local place, all of you, all of the stations, and be like, hey, 
we'll do a happy hour here. Even though I think what CBS is like way in the boondocks. CBS is real. One of them is no, really I far think away. CBS isn't. Well, we're North Austin. CBS, yeah. I think, is a little further north. Yeah, CBS is so, farther. We'll hook you up. We'll get you taken care of for for oh, a good are you happy talking hour. Talking about here? No, no, no. Up north. Oh. I got a buddy. Uh, we do a um, a barbecue every year at yeah. my place. Uh, my neighbors and I get together. Free beer, free brats. Buddy owns a restaurant and bar uh, up off of uh, Far West. Uh, he provides all the all the food for us. Local beer companies provide all the beer for us, and we just give them all away. And then we just say, uh, just bring money, and we give it to the local food bank. So first yeah. year, then it raised like a couple yeah. hundred bucks. Second year, three, four hundred. Fifth year, five, six hundred. Yeah. And then last year, about fifteen hundred dollars. I think that'd be brilliant. I mean, we really do get together after hours. You know, we're off anytime between ten a.m. to noon, depending yeah. on if we're working the midday show or whatnot. But we always try to get together. So that'd be an awesome benefit yeah. to do. Yeah. Benefit. Tell the viewers. Get together. Come, come in. Get have a place. And be like, here you go. And the money goes to the food bank. And it's one of those things that we always thought about where we just said, you know, it's it's weird. I get to walk in and uh, I get to show my daughter and be like, hey, what do you want to watch? Anything at all. And she's like, well, maybe I want to watch this. And I'll say, okay, well, you can watch that. There you go. <laughs> you can, you know, or you can eat this. Uh -huh. You can have whatever you want. Uh -huh. And then there's some people that go to their cupboard, like, well, today's a rough day. And it, it's it's weird because we live in Austin, and and we don't we don't we don't have that opportunity, right? We, I mean, well, we do, but we don't have anything else to to really you know to to do anything with. It's 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 with all the wealth and all the stuff that's happening here. It's just so weird that there are people still that open up a cupboard and go, oh, I don't have anything. Yeah, it breaks my heart. Yeah. And we do it once. I, I like when Brian Mays on here. I, I said, you know, if people that are they're local that, that listen to this, they uh, they should um, they should know that they can do it in their neighborhood. Like it's not us patting ourselves on the back. It's us challenging other neighborhoods. To be like, hey, you can do this as well. Yeah. Have fun. All you're gonna do is sit around and have drinks and, and eat food with your neighbors and your friends. Yeah. And raise some money. And nowadays with social media, I mean, things like that are so easy. All you have to do is share. All you have to do is. You know, it's okay. What does she want to watch? She, uh, no, I think she's missing the dog. You, you're wondering where, um, where Mr. Merle Haggard is? Yeah. Mr. Merle Haggard's gone. But you do have Igor. Thank you, darling. That is the, that is the, uh, the chime in of, of Miss Harper Jepson. You want to say hi to everybody? Yes. No, she's like, and yeah, no. So if you don't know anything about me. Yes, please talk. I love children. Like, obsessed. Really? Yeah. My, I mean, how old is she? She's five. Five. I have a six. Dang it, six or seven now. She just started first grade, so six or seven year old niece, and then a four year old niece. I have a few other nieces and nephews, but I'm just obsessed. They are baby, um, baby obsessed, child obsessed. Baby obsessed, child obsessed. <laughs> um, man in your life. Yes. Yes, nice. Yeah. Does he know your baby obsessed, child obsessed? Oh, he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thankfully, his brother. Well, not the brother, but the brother's wife just had a baby. So okay. I have that baby in, like, Texas. You know, that's my problem. All of my family's in Arizona. Ah, yeah. what part of Arizona? Uh, Phoenix. Yeah. My uh, my dad lives in Phoenix. I had a job that I was flying to for a bit uh, that was um, in Cottonwood. Oh, it's pretty. I mean, it's okay. Wait. No, no, no. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, wait. Sedona's pretty. Sedona. I was just there a few, Hot, few uh, months ago. Is the uh, is the blue collar Sedona? 
Okay, to yeah, but Sedona's a little uppity now to where it's like, eh. Yeah. Sedona's super pretentious. It's, they check your credit before they say hello. It's changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's changed a lot. But they do have that weird church that no one can go into that's built into the rock, but they don't it, use it. It's not Cathedral Rock, yeah. is it? Oh, because yeah. I just did that hike. But I didn't really see a church. I don't I don't. At the very that. base, there's a door, and then there are some windows that go up okay. on, the, on, the, on one side of Cathedral Rock. And there's they carved out a church in there, but then they never use it. Which makes a lot of sense, because it's Sedona. So we did the Cathedral Rock Hike literally just a couple months ago, but we went in through the other side. There's oh. two sides to go in through, and we got lost. Um, so we went, because the one with the church side, did they have water? Yes. So we went on the opposite side, because I was like, okay. I thought there was supposed to be water, but, but it was still a good hike. Nice. Yeah. And now, and you're very close to your dad. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were trying to coordinate. Yeah, I know, this. and then it was—it's funny because you, you were going to spend time with your dad, a surprise uh -huh. birthday party, I believe, uh -huh. and then I had to spend time with my daughter. Yes. And so, I mean, if that's—if that's our challenge of, of doing this, is that we both love our families and we get to spend time with them, then yeah, you know, that means we're great people. That's right. <laughs> that means that we're, we're or great people. you're an people. awesome dad, and I have an awesome. Dad. You have an awesome dad. You know, I, I hope I hope to be one. That's the that's the the, the good news out of all of it. Uh, so, Nutty Professor, what was your you, as a meteorologist, he uh -huh. teaches college. Uh -huh. uh, best and worst part about going to school to be a meteorologist? Ooh, okay. Worst See, part? I, I asked Brian Mazes and he goes, I just wanted to be a quarterback for the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Every bad thing I just focused on that. Um, <laughs> as Brian <would. laughs> Yeah, Brian's hilarious. <laughs> okay, worst, I can definitely think of the worst part. I mean, it's hard. It was, okay, I have to start back to high school. Where, where I would joke around about being a meteorologist, right? Uh -huh. And I would just walk around and tell my teachers and my friends and my parents, I'm going to be a weather girl, you know, just jokingly. Um, but I, deep down, I really wanted to. Um, but I was failing algebra. <laughs> <laughs> I failed it twice, as a matter hey, of fact. Hey, so did I. High five. Give it up. High I failed school. it twice as well. Um, so I failed it twice, and so my math teacher, you know, I'm getting close to graduating, they had to drop me to like the alternative math class that you take because mm -hmm. you still get to graduate, but you failed algebra. Yep, did <laughs> um, it. And so he's like, he's like, you know, it takes a lot of math in meteorology. And I'm just like, no, it doesn't. I had no idea, you know. Um, at that point, I hadn't looked at the, what classes you need to take to study meteorology. And there's different routes you can take, but at ASU, Arizona State, they only had the like science-based program okay and it was you know up to calculus three then differential equations and then all of this physics i've never taken a physics course before in my life um all i hear is horror stories that only boys take physics <laughs> and and so i was like what the heck like i can't even pass algebra like how am i supposed to do this right but i didn't know what else to study um so Luckily, which I recommend this to a lot of people, especially if they like struggle, I was not the best in school at all. I consider myself a BC student. Okay. But I think there's something to it. I think, you know, being a BC student is actually okay. You know, it's okay in life. Uh-huh. Um, and so where am I? So yeah, I, you know, luckily I went to community college, the classes are much smaller. So really the hardest part is just the schooling is so much math, so much physics. Your first two years, once you get past that, it's the fun, like meteorology stuff. Still hard, but you're still into like 
thermodynamics type of physics and stuff, but you're a little more prepared. You're a little more prepared. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, so there's a difference, my understanding, and I could be wrong. Maybe like Jason, your understanding is wrong, and I'm wrong a lot, so it's okay. There's a weather person and there's a meteorologist. Yeah, it's, it's and the weather person is kind of like the bar back at a bar, and then there's the mixologist who actually makes all the really awesome drinks and knows how to make them. And then there's the bar back who's like, I'm gonna get you a beer. <laughs> you want beer? I can pour you water. Yeah, I would say there's there's maybe different levels. Um, it's not quite that distinct. Well, at the, but at the end of the day, you're just on TV. Well, if you are on TV, there's so many different things you can do. Um, but if you're on TV, you're really just a personality, you okay. know. But if you're a personality, I want to cover my butt and actually know what I need to talk about. And if you work in a market such as Austin where they actually have weather, yeah. they want you to know what you're talking about. You know, working if you're in, in LA. Phoenix. LA or Phoenix. In LA, I mean, yeah, those ladies are beautiful. Right, super tiny. <laughs> they, we're gonna talk um, about that. Yes, we're gonna. They did not study meteorology. If they did, they probably got a certification. You know, after depending on what station they worked at. So there's actually so many different routes you can take. Even so I still, I could still have a future in meteorology. You really can. I kind of like where this is going. You just have to be a size zero if you want to work in LA. First of all, I, we can totally we can see. <laughs> I'm a size seven. I, I how dare you? I know. Normal people that normal people that yes <laughs> no no we don't I I spent 15 years in LA I did a lot of uh, stuff on TV yeah. um, there's no one normal in LA generally speaking like men, even my men good friend can be. uh yeah I mean yeah men can <laughs> be that's true men can be yeah that's it's yeah. the uh, it's the difference it's another uh, conversation that's another car that's a, <laughs> that is a that is the the crazy world that uh that we live in um, speaking of being a personality of being uh -huh. here in Austin and. Uh, loosely tied this back to Lady Professor. Eddie Murphy plays all the roles. And can I, I just say, like, the um, table conversation? The table conversation? Part, I think this is why I love it, because you sit down at the table with my family. Cletus. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's, it's just like, you know, all of our conversations are about race, yep. religion, Sexuality. I mean, and all the things I you're come, not supposed to talk I about. I come from a religious family too. Okay. But what, what, what background? Just, if you don't mind me asking. So I was raised Mormon. Okay. Mm -hmm. So pretty religious. Yeah. Um, Strict. Which I was just. I actually this morning. I'm not going to lie. To prepare myself a little more, I listened to a few of your episodes, which I freaked out when <laughs> I realized you interviewed Kennedy. Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy. Because I. So I'm a podcast junkie. Oh. Ah. I listen to Joe Rogan. And yeah. I, I so you know, he talked about the waterboarding on mine first. I was the first. Did he? But I keep a schedule because I'm a moron. And <laughs> it went out the day after Rogan's came out. But then I got a tie to Rogan. They go, this yeah. might be the only time Joe Rogan and I have the same guest. Rogan's like, good job. Well, that freaked me out. Why? <laughs> because so I listen to so many podcasts, right? And then I've never been asked to be on a podcast. So I felt very uh, Jay very Wallace, get your act together, well, young man. No, that. So I've never been on a podcast, and this week I'm on two podcasts. Yes, got to get Jay in here too. Um, is, yes, Jay, is Jay growing a beard? He is. He was just talking to me about it today. <laughs> Jay. I'm totally gonna make him listen yes, to this because one of our photographers called him the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't 
get it, but then I realized, um, you know, because he doesn't grow this part here, he just, he was telling me how he can't grow this part. Like, it's growing under the chin, yeah. but not in front of the chin. I don't know. I told him makeup does a trick. Makeup will do the trick. Guys fill in their beard a lot with makeup on TV. I have to uh, shave twice a day. Mine just grows too fast. Jay's, or I just don't. Jay's not blessed. Like, yeah, I, just don't. I don't know if it's a blessing or not. <laughs> I come out, my daughter's just like, your beard's gone. I'm like, just wait two days. She's like, it's back. I'm like, yeah. It's just, that's a lot of work. It is. It's too much. You know, I'm doing professional stuff. People are always like, do you shave? And I try not to. It's just it's too much. And then I have a lot of gray hair. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I think I'm older than Brian. Well, I do believe I'm older than Brian. I think we talked about this. I'm a year old. I'm kidding, Brian. Brian looks good for his age. He does, but uh, we did. Um, we're. Uh, I have all this. No, no. I have all this gray hair, and I asked my daughter. I go, you know what these are? And she goes, yeah, those are Harper hairs. She she just she assumes every gray hair I have is because I worry about her too much. Aww. And so she's like, yeah, those are Harper hairs. She takes pride in them. She will point uh, them out to people, strangers at HEB. She will. So. Uh, that's the question. So, Wait, yes, please, please. Be, sorry, before we finish beer. Yes. And you mentioned, like, you want to look professional, yes. right? Or whatnot. You can still be professional. Look at that. That's a beard. That's a beard. That's, that's, a, a that's beard. an adult beers beard. Are, beards are good. You're in Austin. Austin. No. Austin um, doesn't, yeah. Austin, Austin I don't get along here. when it comes to work. Oh. I always have to travel somewhere for work. Uh, they like, you know, this is a very young town. Uh-huh. And they get young talent at a young rate. And that's great for startup companies. You know, they yeah. get a couple million bucks in funding. Yeah, they're going to get rid of me in five years. They've, they've already gotten rid of me. I just, I travel to LA, New York, Arizona, Seattle, sometimes Atlanta for okay. work, just because. So what else do you do? Do your listeners? I'm a, they don't, know I, no one do. really knows what I do. J- Jason Dick often says, he goes, no one knows what Jepson does. And he's a superhero because he's never had a hangover at 44 years old. Yeah, that's true. All, all accurate. Uh, I'll try to explain. So I was a chief strategist at an uh, experiential marketing firm. And it was challenging companies in doing things that are different. Uh, years back, we snuck Ludacris in to Austin, and I had him perform at the old Kung Fu. Uh-huh. And he, he, he held a concert at Kung Fu. Okay. And then I snuck him into another bar, and he held a concert there. I snuck him into another bar, and he held a concert there. And he did five how concerts did he, in one. How did he get the hookup with Ludacris? This is, see, this is, this is part of my job. <laughs> so, everyone is. So, what do you do again? <laughs> uh, I, I help out with uh, company launches and strategy and brand. Yeah. And then, because of my time in LA, PR stuff, okay. uh, I work a lot with journalists, uh, mostly higher end, like Katie Lynn at the Today Show, or Lori Siegel at CNN, Jane Wells at CNBC. So, you're just well connected. I'm well connected, and for some reason, people pay me money just to hang out and talk and then be well connected. They so, just hand you the dollar bills. Every once in a while they do. Sometimes they don't. My wife gets nervous. She's like, hey, what are we going to get handed more dollar bills? And I'm like, well, I don't know, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do a podcast today. She's like, that's, that's, that's yeah. the move. Eric is not going to give you money. Go do real work. <laughs> Please, do it. Um, so... In the per- I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine years ago, and uh-huh. he was a pastor of a, a mega church down in Southern California. Okay. And uh, Mike Erie, very nice man, very, very smart. And he was talking about the, the different phases, different roles he has to play. So one, he's a pastor. He's a leader. He's a teacher. He's an organizer. Then two, he's a dad. He's got these kids, and he's got a wife, and he's a family member. And then three, he's a public personality. He's got two New York, two New York Times bestselling books. He's got a very successful podcast. 
And then four, he's Mike. And he struggles with it. He said, one time I was at Disneyland. We had an awful day. The kids had thrown up. It was, you know, it was too hot. He's a big man, bald, sweating. Like, can't, you know, he's on his third shirt. He just brings extra shirts. And they go in, they, they get done, and the service is bad at Disneyland. He's barely getting any food. But he just puts a smile on his face and tips well. And the girl goes, you know what, I'm so sorry. I'm overwhelmed. This is my second day. But I can't wait to see you on Sunday at Rock Harbor. You know, you are as nice on stage as you are in person. Yeah. And he's like, I wasn't feeling it that way. And I wonder, when you're out and about, you're this personality on TV. But then you've got a relationship. And, and you've got a relationship with your, your boyfriend. And then you've got your family. Mm-hmm. And then you've got you. Mm-hmm. And then you just have days like everyone else that are good and bad. And you still, I mean... Unless you're Amazon priming and fair, you know, in favor of delivering everything, you're out. And you might say it was going to rain in one area and it didn't because the winds changed or whatever. <laughs> it seems like one. I bring it up because it seems like the people that do the weather get the most shit in the world. A. Or it just didn't rain in your area. Yeah, it just didn't. Yeah, it <laughs> rained in Austin. It was the winds. I promise. <laughs> but how do you how do you deal with juggling all of those things? Yeah. Especially in a small market where. It seems okay. I mean, Austin, Austin, Texas is the only place where I can email Tim Kennedy before I have a podcast and get him on my podcast. Uh-huh. It's the only place in the world. That's not happening. Austin online. has a lot of really cool people. It does. Yeah. But it's also they're also very approachable. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? Um, I don't. I've never thought of. Great. Like I'm, 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 I'm putting a, a, a woodworm in. Well, well, I feel. I mean, the pastor thing. I mean, that's hard because you're you have to be an awesome person all the time so I, I feel like that's just adding another title to his plate um I don't know why well, I would say one thing that helps is that I live in the outskirts of Austin so I'm never in the cool spot of Austin and my work hours keep me away from masses of people like I don't go grocery shopping when there's a lot of people I don't go shopping when there's a lot of people Ooh, what really helps is makeup because okay. I wear lots of makeup. And when I don't wear makeup, they don't notice me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, and then, oh, I don't know. It, I guess it, it's not hard, but I, you just brought up a really funny um, scenario. I actually didn't tell anyone on the morning team this. I told Ashley Godot, you know, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's a political reporter. Because I did midday with her right after this incident. And so it was between daybreak and midday. Mm-hmm. I go get, I'm hungry. I didn't, it was on a Monday because I didn't cook food the day before. I go to Taco Cabana around the corner from the station because I just wanted some tacos. And so I just felt really awkward with this kid. And kid, you know, I'm in my 20s, I'm in my late 20s, but he seemed like 20, okay. maybe late teens-ish. Um, and so I drive up. And maybe I was just in a grouchy mood because I was hungry and I was tired already. (laughs) But he just rubbed me the wrong way right away by asking. So I drive a truck. Okay. Right? It's a really cute truck. My boyfriend tells me not not to call it. My boyfriend tells me not to call it cute because you can't call a truck cute. But it's a Colorado. It's like the midnight edition. Like really cute tires. It's. Basically, the girls I work with are like, "Oh, that's the, that's what you bought," and I think I think it's a cool truck. Like, Wait, where's your Mini Cooper? Yes. You couldn't <laughs> you couldn't get a storm storm chaser. You couldn't get one more from just, the station. They just didn't 
understand why I wanted a truck, right? I'm a, I'm a little bit of a tomboy, right? Okay. Anywho, so I drive up to the drive-thru, and then he goes, nice truck. I'm like, thanks. And he goes, is it yours or your boyfriend's? And uh, right away, I'm like... Oh, well, stop. You kind of, you know, you know, I'm totally not the person that gets offended. Again, I think I was hungry or tired, but it's my truck. And I told him, I just have good taste. And then, so he goes into, you know, goes to the cashier, the register, comes back out, and we take a lot of pictures with people, right? We yeah. take selfies, view, we're so used to viewers, like, hey, can I take a selfie with you? And they get you at an awkward moment. Sometimes when you're just not in the frame of mind, you're grouchy or whatever, but you, you still take a selfie, you don't, yeah. you're not grumpy. But this kid comes up, already sticks the camera in, fr in front of your face, right? So I'm in, in my vehicle, he's in the window, hey, can I take a picture of you? Like, sticks it in front of your face. Whoa. And I know it sounds weird, but there's something different about taking a selfie with someone or them just sticking a camera in your face. Yeah. Right? And then I'm just caught off guard, and then and then he says, I was just telling my mom how white I'm, I want my teeth, and your teeth are so white. Can I show her a picture? And he snaps the picture before I can even, like, answer. Because And then at that time, I'm analyzing, yeah. are you... Do you recognize me from TV? Like, cause you can't be. Are you, you just be this rude. approachable to everyone? I don't, it was just really weird. Anywho, so so you have moments like that where the normal Erica, oh, the normal Erica would get ghetto, and she'd be like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" You know, like that's completely rude. I feel like I was very violated. <laughs> you know, that's just not how you approach someone. But then you have to remember Erica. There's cameras. Maybe the coworker recognized you. You don't want to be known as Erica the biatch who like didn't want to take a picture. But anywho, so that's just one of the scenarios where it's like, so God I had to let you. it slide, you know. And then I tell Ashley the story, and Ashley, she's I, like, I, how come I think Ashley would have punched him? Why do <laughs> yes. I believe Ashley would have punched him right in the nose? Which I'm so happy I told Ashley <laughs> about the scenario, and not Yvonne, because Yvonne would be like. Oh, he was just, you know, he was sweet, blah, blah, blah. Yvonne's so sweet. And I watched Yvonne walk, like, into, <laughs> walk into the same school. Her kids go to the same school. She my daughter told does. Me. And I watched her walk in, and I said hi to her. And said, hey, well, we got to get you. Pass me real quick. I'm like, yeah, we got to get you in the pocket. She goes, email him. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Have a good day. And then an assault of people come at her and her husband. And there's uh -huh. like, And I was like, oh, did I start that? Oh, I felt so bad. <laughs> but she was so gracious about it, so she nice about it. Well. She handles it well. I asked yeah. Brian about it, and he's like, no, it doesn't have to. <laughs> it's just, he's like, people just don't do it. I'm like, what? He goes, nope. I just yeah, look at them, and they just walk away. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, well, right. I could see that happening, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, and you, yeah. And you guys added a new uh, a new person on your uh, on your team. Jason? Oh, yeah. Kind so of new. Team. Jason, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the he's been team? here uh, a few months A few months? Now came from Mississippi. His story is super interesting. He transitioned his career completely. Um, he was in Philly doing, I think he studied psychology. He was just working for like a recruiting firm and just, you know, in his late 20s, early 30s, decided, I want to study meteorology. Good you for know? him. So yeah, no, he's doing awesome. I love our weather team. You're, you're, that whole KU group is, it seems like that, and I, and I could be wrong, but I've seen some turnover at other stations, and okay. I haven't seen really the turnover at KB. I've seen you add people, yeah. but I haven't seen you lose 
as many as what some of the other stations have lost over the last let's say three years four yeah years. yeah you know um, i mean albert moved up mm -hmm. big time now mm -hmm. nightly news i know well the only reason why i got this position was because albert moved up because mark retired yep and how i got the job i literally sent albert a facebook message wow <laughs> yeah so it's just you know it's Mark didn't retire, Albert didn't move up, the morning spot wouldn't have been available, and so, yeah. You would have been able to sleep in. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you, is is the goal, you know, and you can be like, no, Jason, I'm not gonna go to my career goals, but is the goal to, is it the Weather Channel, is it the Today Show, or Good Morning America, or is it, you know what, I like Austin, I wanna stay here, maybe, you know, what's the, what is the, trajectory because it's different right yeah. in your profession like mine is if I had stayed in PR when I was 22 or whatever yeah. eh, I guess 24 I launched a beer company I, my first one of my first jobs is the West Coast sales manager steel reserve 211 malt liquor Ugh. I fit in well at South Central I mean 300 uh -huh. pounds I was bald red goatee I was just hanging out having uh -huh. a good time not a very good job choice for me got shot at a couple times oh yeah it was it was it was a it was an interesting time. <laughs> but like in PR, right? I started uh -huh. PR, I was an account executive or something like that. Then I was, you become a director and then a manager and then a supervisor and then a VP and then an SVP and then an EVP and then either you stay as an executive vice president or you so start your own firm. Did you take those? No, no, I did what? I did PR, I did a couple big acquisitions on the communication side then I went into the private side of things, uh, became friends with a very affluent man who needed some help with all of his personal life as well as his cars and his yachts and he wanted to buy yacht dealerships. I feel like you're just this dude who's everywhere and you're there for everyone and you're there like, you know, to do whatever <laughs> they need and then I really feel like they just hand you money because you're just a good person. I feel like you're that go-to guy I like those vibes. who can do whatever, it's like, whatever you need them to do. I can, I got you. So yeah, so that's what I kind of did. So I, I did that, went back into PR, was a VP here at a firm uh -huh. for a couple of years. Then a person at a large, uh, a very affluent family asked me to come and help them with their companies. I did that, Cottonwood came along. Uh, I was, I helped a company go public that was a drones company. So I was, I spoke at the World's Fair on the future of drones. Nice. It's hilarious. They wouldn't let me walk on. I mean, everyone knows. I'm a big beer drinker. I love beer. I've launched some beer companies. I've had a lot of fun with beer. Uh -huh. So I'm getting ready to go on the stage at the World's Fair. I'm cruising up and I'm like, I got my beer in my hand. First of all, I had to pay for it. It was a little annoying. Okay. It was like $7. You're like, hey, I normally get my beer for free. Come this on. is true. <laughs> this, is, this is true in all facets of life. Right before we got here, there's a beer company that was, I was emailing back and forth with Independence. Like, hey, so what podcast can we give you beer for? I'm like, I don't know. Like, can we do it next week? And I'm like, sure, there's no rush. I mean, there's plenty of people giving me booze. You guys, whatever I mean, you it's want to. coming from every corner. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very fortunate. <laughs> Jason Dick help out, helps out a lot because he also loves to drink beer. He's a, uh, it's weird, he's one of those lifestyle people for Bud Light. So they pay him to drink Bud Light. So that's all he drinks. But, you know, he, people just want to see. We can, we can. <laughs> we won't judge him. We won't judge. We'll just politely disagree. However, if they paid me, I would might probably change one. <laughs> Publicly. Personally, you, you can't. Um, but no, so it was just, uh, but it was one of those things where you just, you're running around, you're having fun, and 
you know, they it was just like, you guys realize we're gonna we're gonna get it all done. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna happen. Um, have you thought about transitioning out of? We're talking about this all started because we're talking about you know where the yeah. weather and where you want to go, and then I guess B would be if it doesn't take that trajectory. Is there a is there another thing? I, I have a whole other tangent on yeah. life dreams and, and why I think personal finance people are wrong. But we're going to say that. Yeah, I think I think every person in news has or has a desire for a backup plan or always thinks about it. You're taught you need to have a backup plan. I mean, every, you know, the word is local news is dying. Blah blah blah. Do I think it's going to die within my lifetime? No. And I know that weather is one of the most important things that people want to watch. So, you know, I think as a meteorologist in TV, um, huh, where should I go with this? I have to wear this carefully. Well, I, 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 well what about this? I mean, so like, so they said, they said that, I mean, video killed the radio star, right? Yeah. Radio's still around. And actually, the videos are dead on MTV. Yeah. So I don't know where you watch music videos besides the gym. Mm -hmm. Cable was going to kill local. But as soon as people got cable and they couldn't get local, they freaked out. Mm -hmm. Right? And they mm -hmm. changed cable packages and satellite packages and everything else, keeping local alive, even though it's still a little bit more difficult to, if you will, to, uh, to maybe get the ad revenue that you possibly yeah. got 20 years ago. Oh my gosh, yeah. The money is definitely... Podcasts. Podcasts were going to kill radio. They were going to kill investigative journalism. And instead, I mean, it seems like media continues to evolve. And sometimes that evolution is actually being right where you're supposed to be, which is local. Yeah. You know, when the Austin bombings happened, I turned to KVU, not to CNN. Some of that is because, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, there are independent news agencies out there. Like, this is how many times CNN lied to you this month. And they yeah. can just show you. This is, these are the mistakes that CNBC made. These are the mistakes that you know, uh, MSNBC made. And it's not that local doesn't, but it's a, I think local's held to a different criteria than cable, because yeah. cable's covering global and at the speed of sound as quickly as they can move their lips and change topics and never get in depth. Uh -huh. And local allows depth. And not to mention, it's literally like a telephone game. You remember playing the oh, yeah. game telephone? The further you get, the more the words get twisted. So what it is are, you know, in a situation like Austin bombings or Hurricane Harvey or whatever is going on, trust local. Local, we're getting it straight from the sources. Our producers, producers write it up. National and whatever networks, I mean, it might go to Houston, a bigger market, and then, you know, their producers, get the information that we got their producers you know they want to reword it make it seem like their own a little bit so words get twisted a little bit but you can twist a word a little bit and it could completely change things you know drastically and then from there so you're going to a bigger market and then from the bigger market you're going to national you know so it's literally a game of telephone and that's why it's much easier to trust local tv than national i mean it's you know, yeah. things get twisted. Let's just say that. Things do. They'll, they'll get twisted a little bit. Um, I like your analogy of telephone game. I think it's a, uh, it's a unique spot that we're in as everything is 
you know, more and more people have access to information, but it's not necessarily the right information, right? They just have access to information. And then I think, you know, I, I think that's where training comes in, right? Because you have access to a ton of information, a ton of things being thrown at you. Um, I can't imagine if you were, uh, if, if let's say, ooh, you know, if, if he wasn't in such hot water, and I disagree with him on, on all levels, but if there's a person who needs a weather person, a meteorologist, to talk about how the government is changing the weather patterns with all these stations all over the world, I mean, Alex Jones needs a meteorologist. Alex Jones, get yourself a meteorologist. I have been told that. <laughs> have you really? People who, um, yes. people are, who are for Alex Jones, they're like, go work for Alex Jones. He needs a meteorologist. He does. <laughs> he talks about the weather. Mm, yeah. you know, he, talks about, he talks about everything yeah. all the time. No, I've had people, you know, and I'm surprised. Um, some of the things, I'm like, okay, I get where he's going. But he just needs to correct some meteorological terms of yep. a few, you know, he wasn't completely meteorologically illiterate, you know, but, yeah. but he would twist up a couple of things. But I totally thought, you know, Alex, not that I want to be a meteorologist, yeah. but, well, but I'm not surprised. Knee he deep have conspiracies, a you know, I'm surprised <laughs> he doesn't either. He needs, like a, he needs a conspiracy theorist, theorist <laughs> meteorologist who can just come in and be like, well, Satan's in the third dimension and the fourth dimension with Hillary Clinton. And by the way, here's the weather. Thanks, Alex. Uh, it's going to be sunny today because Satan's at high noon. And in Miami, it's going to be raining. Hopefully, it's not going to do this, that, and the other. Back to you, Alex. And with the aliens coming from the fourth dimension and the lizard people taking over our government, that's what's going to happen. Don't you know? What's the weather again? It's windy, Alex, because of all the Democrats blowing hard towards the east. That's what I thought. Changing the weather with the mouse. California. Yes, Alex. He's going to. That's awesome. That is. Did you just hear? Uh, I forgot the name. It was literally one of the last couple of episodes from Joe Rogan, and he did an awesome impersonation of Alex Jones. Oh, uh, was it? It was. Was it Joey? He was talking no, with Joey. No, I wasn't talking with Joey. Uh, but Jeff, who, it was one of the financial like. Oh yes, guys. the guy who went to uh, did Wall Street. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was. He, he predicted the last. The crash, last crash. Think, yeah, predicting another crash. Yep, that was a fun episode to listen to. That was. I loved it. By the way, good transition because I, I so there's a um, there's a thing that I I want personal finance people to change. Otherwise, it falls asleep. There we oh, go. Good. So instead of saving for I, my, I have a person I worked with for years, Sharon Epperson at CNBC personal finance guru talks about saving, there's so much she in savings there's so many people don't have money in savings this is all the stuff that's going on and it's like this bad thing could happen but you really, we don't save for bad things so we don't want to think about bad things right, you, you save for good things you save for 6 or 7 months to go on an awesome vacation, you save for three or four months to get a really nice pair of shoes or, or a nice purse or a nice jacket. My you shoes save, are like 10 bucks. See, save. well, there you go. I've had these for like five years. Nice. And then, would you save for a nice vehicle? I right? did. It's, see? It's my boyfriend. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You, you save for those things. And I, I, I want, or more, you're still in debt. Let's, yeah, let's but you're lie. still, you're not, but you're, you know, you're, you you're going after something. You need a good down payment. You need a good down payment. You're going after something. And, and I've always looked at that. When you say that you, when you accomplish your, okay, I'm three months. You know, and the average job search now is at six to nine months, even though unemployment's low, it's just, 
it's finding that right person, right? So in all of that, you, you, I would go, I would, and I'm, I'm composing an email to Sharon about this, and I keep redrafting it, but it's, Sharon, instead of telling people to save for the tragedy, why not save for the change in life? Why not, why not save for the, hey, I want to start a podcast in six months. So what does it look like for the equipment to cost? What does it look like for me to get advertisers, advertising, if I want to do that? What is all that? Because I'm saving for a positive versus a negative. I'm changing the rhetoric a little bit to make the experience better. And if, I'm in, if I have to eat ramen for six months, I'm eating ramen for a good cause, not a oh shit moment. I like this. I get where you're going. So you're saying, you know, they've been motivating us to save. We're obviously failing at saving for the bad times because we don't want to think about the bad times. So if we t twist it around mentally, use some reverse psychology, then we can save it. Because, yeah, I yeah. will save for vacation. Exactly. I will save for some good, you know, good times in my life. I get it. Yeah. So, so, so you're you're saying you're planning to email this person? Yeah, I want to get on CNBC okay. again because that's that's yeah. where that's where the sweet spot is, yeah. is. Is the guy who failed math is to be on a business okay. network and tell them everything uh -huh. that they should do. Uh -huh. I think that would be fantastic. And so, uh, question for you: So yeah. you talked about where'd you go? To, you went to college at ASU? Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. I went kinda? a little bit. Well, remember I went to community college yep. for two years. Um, and then from there, I actually went to Penn State for a semester. Nice. So after community college, I um, I wanted to go. I realized I do want to study meteorology. You know, I've passed calculus. I've passed differential equations, all the physics. I want to go to the best meteorology school. And Which I, one? What is that? Um, Penn, Penn State has a very, very. It's not Harvard. Program. Harvard doesn't have the best. No, no, they actually don't well, have Harvard's very good game program. Up. Yeah. Um, so Hart, or not Harvard, Penn State and Mississippi State has a very good program too. Okay. Which I'm actually doing their graduate program right now. Oh wow. Yeah, and so I went to Penn State. That was my first experience, kind of away from home. You know, you, it's the East Coast. I'm yeah. from Arizona. I'm used to sunshine, like a ridiculous amount of sunshine, and I've never been to the East Coast long term, and it's oh. Whole different ball game. Welcome to gray. It is I'm sorry, what? crazy. It's just gray out. For when? November to April, it's gray. Yeah. I mean, I really had, and I never really heard about it um, at that point, the seasonal depression, or what? what's the official term that they call it, where you just get depressed if you're not getting vitamin D, right? Yeah. You're not getting sunshine. And, um, and I didn't realize until I would go back home and visit Arizona, I mean, I was just there for a semester, but I went back for Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden I had so much life in me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, vitamin D, it's amazing. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, and so I went back, and I was like, I'm getting my stuff, and I'm not coming back to this place. So I was just at Penn State for one semester, um, which people thought I was crazy. I mean, it's hard to get in that school in the first place. Uh -huh. It's crazy expensive, which my parents, you know, they're happy that I decided to come back. And, but, I, so I went back to ASU, very small meteorology program, but it was tough. I mean, it's tough because it's a small program, so you have one teacher who's like a jerk. Yeah. You know, who's really cocky. And so, it was, in my opinion, it probably was more tough than what Penn State would have been. Um, anywho, so I graduated from there, yeah. So, not bad. Not bad. Good program. What brought you to Austin? 
so my path, my path from ASU, um, which at that point, again, I still wasn't sure even my last semester if I wanted to be on air or not. Because the degree that I did, I wanted a backup plan. You're always thinking of a backup plan. Um, I wanted to be able to work for like the National Weather Service or a private sector if I wanted some like insurance companies hire meteorologists and all that. Um, but I was like, hey, I'm just gonna apply for on-air stuff because I had an internship on-air in Minnesota. Yep. So I had a reel and I was like, if I get a job, if I do, that's cool. If not, um, you know, I'm just applying wherever. Um, but I got a job before I graduated, probably a couple months before I graduated in Victoria, Texas. Victoria, Texas. Do you know where that's at? Nope. Two hours from here. It's okay. not far. Not far. Two hour drive, yeah. Um, so I was- East, west? Um, Northeast, west, south? South. South. South, east-ish. They Towards call it the Houston? crossroads. So it's literally in the middle of, so it's two hours from Austin. So this is Houston. Yep. Austin, San Antonio, Victoria's right here, 30 ah. minutes from the coast. So they call it the crossroads because it's literally where all the cities are just two hours away. Oh, Corpus, too, is an, an hour and a half. Okay, nice. Yeah. So I was there. Um, first, ex your first job is a small market. I got out of there as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another culture shock. Big city. I grew up in central Phoenix. And then now I'm in a small town of like 70,000 people. <laughs> See, that's so and I've town never been. I've never been to Texas before. That's a big town for you? Where are you from? Uh, originally from Montana. Oh, that's right. So. That which, that sounds awesome. Well, now yeah. it does because I'm appreciating small towns. <laughs> and I'm like, that's why I live in the outskirts of Austin because I don't want to live with the people anymore. I'm kind of antisocial now. I, uh, yeah, I, I went from small town to so I was in Helena, which is their capital city, somewhat large. Back in 74, it wasn't large. Townsend, which has about 1,500 people. Where I was out there with my, visiting my grandmother, and uh, I saw one of those mobile scooters that you drive around the supermarket, but it was on the road. And it had a sign on the back that said, Caution, Blind Driver. And multiple questions. A, why are you driving? And B, how do you know to get home? You're blind. Why is there a blind driver? But there's a blind driver in Townsend. 1,500 people, just about. Uh, went up to Whitefish, which is, I guess, about 15,000. Uh, Big Fork, which is about 10. And then left there, went to Seattle. Went yeah. to Seattle, spent a couple years in Seattle. Spent a couple years in Newport Beach, LA. Loved it, a lot of fun. And then um, traveled around quite a bit. Denver and New York and Rio de Janeiro and still only speak English. So I was in Denver after Victoria. Ooh, Denver's a great city. Oh my gosh. I fell in love with Denver. People compare Denver to Austin. Yeah. It's Denver, <laughs> Portland, and Austin. Yeah. Those are the three like and for a while it was Des Moines. You know, Des Moines, Iowa was a sister really? city to Austin. My roommate in Denver was from Des Moines. She would not say that. Yeah. Des Moines a from the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. We didn't think that. Uh, I mean, that's just such a... How big is Des Moines? It was about the size of Denver. No, it isn't. Yes, really? it is. Hopping clubs, great food. Uh, a lot of stuff is underground. Wow. We did, a, uh, we did a party for Des Moines for South by Southwest years ago and partnered with Live Nation and did four days of concerts brought to you by the Des Moines Embassy. And the wonderful people of Des Moines just, yeah, 
insane. Kicked it off. We had, had, we had a lot of fun. I had no idea. Um, so I fell in love with Denver so much. Oops. I mean, you I love it. Austin. And oh, it's just her headphones. Sorry. Sorry. I ran into the table. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I love Austin, but and they claim Austin's very outdoorsy. And I get it. People are active. I love that they're so health conscious and all that. But the weather just does not compare to Denver. And to be able to be as active as you are with the mountains 30 minutes away, you know? Yeah. And so, the baseball park, right in the heart of downtown. Yeah, it's awesome. Basketball, right in the heart of downtown. Lodo, great place to go grab an adult beverage, uh, see some comedy, yeah. have some great food. There's the, um, there's the Mexican restaurant that does Everclear margaritas there. Ooh. Is it Tamayo? No, I forget oh, the name Tamayo. of it. But they have, they have a, I will say the one knock on Denver for me visiting and then spending a little bit of time there working, traveling back and forth. People don't tip that well in Denver. Oh. We were at this place, gosh, I can't remember the name of it, but they had Everclear margaritas. Uh -huh. And there's a big neon sign that says limit three. I had, I had a group of five. And so I bought five. And I I'm trying to remember it. I feel like we used to go there. Keep going in it might. So we were we were messing around, having fun, and um, we uh, roll in. I had five with us, order five. It was you know that three bucks a piece. Fifteen dollars. On college night, I think on Thursday night or something. Yeah, it's like super that. cheap. Ugh, so I give the guy I give the guy twenty five bucks. Uh -huh. like, here you go. It's like what's this? And remember, I'm flying in from LA. I'm used to every drink being ten, twelve dollars. Yeah. I'm at twenty-five dollars. I'm getting a smoking discount. Yeah. He's like, "What's this?" That's well, your tip. Thank you. It's college. It's your tip. What you say is, "Thank you." And I go, "You're welcome." And I take my drinks. I go over my table. Come back. Order some more. Wave my little hand. You're going to give me a drink. I'm going to give you more money. So you should know this works. You're a bartender. Come on, help me out. And he goes, "Hold on." He grabs on the bartender and he goes, this guy knows how to tip. We go, okay. That was awkward. I got to go. There's a deep line of people. I'm three back. He points over the people and he goes, you ready? I go, I am. I go, okay. I'll bring him to your table. Don't wait in line ever again. So I give him another $10 tip because he just brought him to my table. I just Now I'm just sitting at a table yeah. raising my hand. <laughs> and I love being so spoiled. Like this guy's limit is not three. It's, it's not 12. three. It is whatever he, it's what he calls it a limit. Yeah. Yeah, that night turned out a little rough uh, for some of my friends. But it was, it's one of those things where, and, I, and it, that's true of me, like Dirty Bill's here. Um, you know, Leslie's always very kind, but tip du jour, the people that don't know, if you, you can't afford to go out, don't go out. If you're going to go out, tip well, you do get taken care of. Okay. You know, I, 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 some people have called me their fancy friend or, oh, you get spoiled a lot. Well, yeah, but I spent a lot of money being spoiled. I mean, getting spoiled is also, you've laid the groundwork out. Either, you know, you are famous, or you're me, you know, got a, got a face for radio, and you're like, here we go, we're gonna go do this thing now. But you just, it's a, uh, it's a Denver was a fun town that way, you know? Yeah. And, um, I went back up there a couple of years ago. We, we had a good time, we ran around, went to all the old places, uh, hung out in Lodo, got some great food, we had amazing food there. Yeah, I, I mean, it's still, I mean, it's progressed so much in like the last five to 10 years. Like every, you know, five years, it changes drastically. So I, I know like if you went 
even just five years ago, it's changed a lot to where it still had that kind of small town feel. Not small town feel, but not LA feel. Like now I think yeah. it's considered a more expensive big city. So people with money are there, especially for the marijuana industry, you know? So there's people with money and it's just expensive to live downtown, but back then it wasn't. And so I don't know when you were there with the whole tipping situation, it might be a little it, it, now, it, it, it changed a little bit. I mean, yeah. I still was, um, I still had fun. I still got taken care of. It was nice. Uh, but it's like Austin. Yeah. It's expensive to live downtown. Yeah. Beautiful lofts, beautiful high rises. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a couple more homeless people than I, you know. Uh, yeah, there's some areas. There's some areas, just like we have, right? But Austin the does not have mountains. And I'm telling you, those mountains are like ridiculously beautiful. I know. Well, we got Mount Bunnell. And people are like, have you climbed up Mount Bunnell? Really? Have you tried it? Okay, so, so funny story. <laughs> have, you, have you tried it? <laughs> funny story about the guy I started dating when I moved to Denver and he's from Victoria actually so we go on all these awesome dates in Denver right so our dates are like camping and hiking and the Rocky Mountains are beautiful the weather's awesome and then we um, we uh, you know he knows I like hiking and whatnot and then he's like I'm taking you to Enchanted Rock. <laughs> Enchanted Rock. <laughs> Which is literally the only like hiking mountain. Pro- uh, it's, it's more of a workout than Mount Bunnell. You know, <laughs> so, so I'm just like, this is miserable. It's hot. There's no trees. You know, it's just a funny joke. That, that's as not city as you get here. It's the way, the, I mean, I love Austin. I really do. But Austin doesn't have mountains yeah. and Austin doesn't have lakes. We've got rivers. That we call lakes, yeah. don't have lakes. Yeah. Denver, Montana, California, when there's enough rain, uh-huh. lakes. Mm-hmm. We don't have it here. Yeah. Please don't. So, what would you say is your favorite part of Montana? Because that's somewhere that I re- like. I'm I'm all about hiking, camping. I mean, we oh, just you gotta go. Havasupai Falls. Um, in you gotta Arizona. go northwest corner. Okay. Glacier National Park. Yeah. One, the glaciers melted, so go before it's gone. There's only a couple months that it's really open. And you go up this narrow two-lane road with I mean, thousands of feet on one side, and there's a guardrail, you know, that goes up to about here that's wooden that keeps you on the road. And then you see on the other side the glacier, and they've carved the snow out, and it's just it's just melting rapidly. Water's just splattering on the road. You get up to the top, there's mountain goats up there. I was up there uh, when my daughter was one, too young to remember, and and um, we're up there, and my wife's in the seat next to me, we're, we're hanging out, and uh, there's mountain goats. And she's like, what's the, what's the wait? And I go, these white mountain goats. Let them do their thing. And this tourist honked its horn, the mountain goat turned and went, wait, right in the side door. Put a V in the side door, and the window exploded. Oh, man. And we're sitting there, and I'm just laughing. And she's like, oh, this is a rental. Like, we didn't get the insurance. I'm, like, I'm not honking the horn. You just sit here still until they pass. Yeah. You're patient. You know, I've, seen, I've seen people be chased by moose uh, through there, bears. But the hiking, to get up that high, to be part of the continental divide, to get up in those mountains, and then to get to the top and look, if you're facing south, you look to the right, you see mountainous terrain, you look to your left, and you see where the other part of the glacier broke off and it's flat. Uh-huh. It's perfectly just a ravine that was flat. And that's Browning and other areas of Montana, and you can see it. It's absolutely, it's, it's amazing, because you, yeah. you don't get those those kind of epic, 
views and getaways that you would uh, that you traditionally get in other parts of Montana. Not to say there's not good hiking other other, other places. I mean, the Bob Marshall Wilderness is just south of there. That stretches you know, thousands of miles. You can only go in there on foot or horseback. You can't drive in there. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to hike and camp. Lots of fresh water. Uh, you can go down and you know there's outside of Helena you can actually hike over the Continental Divide, which is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, but all that area, the west side of Montana, the east side is all flat, right? Those are all plains, and it's like I mean Great Falls. The wind has been constantly blowing. I think for the last 120 years. Like there's never been a day without wind. Yeah. Um, imagine how, how frustrating that is. Like you're just outside and there's just a gentle breeze always blowing against you. And it seems nice probably the first, I don't know, 100 days you live there. Yeah. But on day 367. You're just like, hey, I'm over it. Wind. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I, I always recommend the Northwest Corner. Yeah, once again, also a place where there's some, because of rich people buying up there, there's a, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of good restaurants. Mm, there's good really good food. Uh, everything's really high end. It's not too yeah. expensive. Uh -huh. You know, it's it's a it's Lake Tahoe before Lake Tahoe was expensive. Yeah, yeah. Or Lake Tahoe's beautiful, but I'm sure Lake Tahoe's, it's, yeah. it's double the price. It's a little price. Uh huh. You get yeah, across so that line, you're like, look at we'll get it. We we'll <laughs> win all this back. Oh, perfect. Wait, where you can't gamble in Montana, or you can? You can on the little Kino machines. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know. Not that I'm a huge gambler, but casinos are fun, you know? And in Arizona, I mean, I had no idea that they were illegal in certain states because I just grew up in Arizona, right? And then, like, um, in Colorado, Black what's your What's your favorite to uh, gamble? Well, you see, like uh, I poker? Just, or no, I just know craps? blackjack. Blackjack? And that's me sitting next to my boyfriend and, like, should I do this? <laughs> but somehow I always win. So I always end up with more money. Where's your comfort level on the gambling? Like money-wise? Yeah. Like betting-wise? Yeah. Oh, I, I literally just put down $100 and I leave with like one or $200 extra and then I stop. And you I stop? stop and leave. So you have the ability to stop. Yeah, well see, men do not have the ability to stop, female do. Oh, dare you. <laughs> and I oh learned this. Goodness. Because yeah, I'll talk to my brother about it. like. You know, they'll be talking about the gambling and they're just like, nope, you have to be all in. You you have to go with a thousand bucks and know you're going to lose a thousand bucks. And so I'm just like, or you can put down a hundred dollars and I can leave with three hundred dollars and I'll buy you guys dinner, you know. And and then, you know, it's a good time. It's interesting. Um, yeah, no, we're, I'm more of a, all in. I've been up, yeah, six grand and then the oh, person... No. The person has told me, I would you, you, should, you should stop. And I'm like, okay. But I've also split queens uh -huh. to try to make more money. Because yeah. I yeah. thought that was fun. Yeah, see, I would never put down more than... Where's your? What's your bucket list for uh, for hiking or traveling to for the outdoors? And not just U.S., globally. Where, where are you looking at? Oh, globally. Okay, um, Patagonian Mountains are definitely my number one uh, on my bucket list. And then... I mean, I've always wanted to go, I, I obviously love the Rockies, but I want to go, you know, to the Northern Rockies, Montana, Canada. Oh, Canada. Um, They're very nice there. Idaho. I want to check out Idaho. I definitely want to camp. Um, I've never been to the Pacific Northwest, so like. What? No, I know. Um, Cascades. I just, they're so green. I've never seen um, the 
Redwood. I've never seen. There's a lot I haven't seen. Yeah, the Nuns not a good time. I think the Redwoods are a problem. Well, yeah. That's, really <laughs> that's going to be a that's going to be a tough hike. That is going to be hard. Um, but I am happy with what I have seen so far. What's your favorite that you've seen so far? Um, literally in Colorado, I was just in the. I would get lost for like 12 hours by myself. Not lost, you know, knew where I was going, but just my. I only hiked, I think, like seven 14ers, but my goal was to hike as many 14ers as I could. But I was what's only a, there for, for the people that are, of, of oh, course, yes. I know. But yes. for the other people, what's a 14er? So 14ers are any mountains that are 14,000 feet or higher in elevation. Okay. So, um, yeah, and it's just like a goal if you live in Colorado and if you love hiking, you just want to hike as many 14ers as you can. There's nice. 54 or 56 of them or something like that. Um, a what lot of them you can die on. Kilimanjaro? Oh, no. <laughs> That's a little too much for me. It's not like, Everest. I don't you don't need a Sherpa. I don't know. Maybe. I haven't thought of that yet. Okay. I haven't thought of that one. Do you, um, do you, do you ride bikes? No. I've been thinking about it. I'm trying to look for more ways to be more active in Austin. And there's this lady at the gym, and she's always on her bike, and she mountain bikes which there's no mountains here so it's kind of weird but like you know on the green belt and whatnot she does a 20 percent great yeah (laughs) um which i'm sure that's still kicking my butt you know not that i'm in shape for biking but something i thought of doing so if you want to go to montana and Uh you know once again i I, we used to do this and my my, we used to do this i mean i would sit and drink while my friends did it and i would listen (laughs) So uh, three in the afternoon, you pull into the bottom of Glacier Park, and there's a bar there. I stop. I'm taking notes because I pick really up pickup truck, it. right? I've got bikes in the back, all my friends in the back, and in the front, and everywhere else. There's like eight of them, and then they get out and they get on their mountain bikes and they ride the going to the Sun Road to the top of Glacier Park, mm-hmm. and it takes all day. You get up there, you hydrate, and you eat food, and you hang out, and you relax. And there's you're in 20 feet of snow, and you're just you're up there. Top. And you wait until nighttime when they close the road of going to the sun. Then the road's officially closed. You got to do it on a full moon. And then on a road with thousands of feet on one side, that sheer cliff, you just go straight down to the bottom. You coast your bike down. And when you're sitting at the bar through like the canyon, from the, and you're only lit by the full moon, you hear. You don't hear anything for a while, mm-hmm. and it's all the bikes coasting together. And when everyone's done, and they finally get down the straightaway, and they come down, and they get to the bar, their hands are knuckled like this, and like this, because you guys can watch at home. Their hands are like they—they've they, they, had their hand around their their bike for so long, and around the brakes for so long that their brakes are gone, and their mm-hmm. hands are cramped. And but they've cold. done it, and it's cold. It's about fifty. And the wind doesn't stop <laughs> no. And it's it's cold and they get down there. Crazy. Yeah, so they are now with knuckle fingers, they are picking up their beers and drinking them, trying to relax, and everyone's shaking from nerves. Because you've just defied death. You just I mean, one wrong turn and you're gone. And there's not, well, oh, we'll get Jimmy at the bottom. Jimmy's gone. Uh, and you love to ride bikes, you should do this. I was like, no, I've been hit by a car. Like, I've already I've already avoided death a couple of times. Hit by a car doing 55, bent the bike in half. 
I broke through the front windshield, popped up, landed on the top, bounced up, landed towards the back, broke out the back windshield, had the antenna go through my head, broke open the trunk, rolled down the highway. Okay, so I feel like you just asked me, do you bike? Yeah. And then we went through the bike, <laughs> because you could do this cool bike, and you could die. <laughs> or not die. You could be like <laughs> me and not die. <laughs> really cool and do it and not die or you can just be smart like me and sit and watch and just sit and watch you could you could do all those fun things <laughs> so I'll put it in my bucket list put it on your bucket list <laughs> at least hike up there it's it's, it's well oh, worth the yeah. price of admission to go up uh I always go with the group we were we were at the group one time and we're sitting there we're walking to Glacier Park and someone says oh look a bear and grizzly nice. standing up on the ridge I was totally gonna ask you that question looking at us so he's just looking down, you know, just one little, two little, three little, oh, four, five, six. I have ten dinners down there. That's amazing. And being like, stand strong, everyone. I was like, we're hiding behind a tree. I mean, it's up to you guys. Yeah. Bears aren't nice. And they 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 don't care. Uh-huh. If we stay as a group, it won't come down here. No, if you stay as a group, it just can maul you they all quicker. Yeah. It'll be fun. But no, bears are beautiful. They're absolutely uh-huh. amazing. They yeah. really are. Uh, it's um uh, my first, I mean, I've never seen one in person, but I guess because camping in Arizona is completely different from Colorado. I mean, there's not. There's it's a cougars. Couple, yeah, yeah, but bears are not a threat as much as Colorado. And I, when I went camping for my first time, and then I'm like, oh, what's this? It's a bear box. And then the guy's telling you the rules of like, don't leave this and this, blah, blah, blah. It was my first experience, so I'm freaking out. Like, what do you mean I can't leave my toothpaste out because that's going to attract the bear, and I have to put it in this box, and he can still smell it, so he might still come around, but he just can't get to the toothpaste, but he can get to me. <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is just a trick. I'm like, cool. Do you know, fun, fun fact, um, there, are, there are only a couple of incidences where they don't report missing people or deaths, and one is national parks. Yeah, they do not, they don't investigate them and they do not report them. So if you call like Glacier National Park, you know, how many people have been missing in your park for the last year, they won't give you that number. Why is that? That sounds really sketchy. Super, well, parks generally speaking are super sketchy. National Park. Yeah, national parks are super sketchy. All parks are sketchy. What the? Where did you learn this? That doesn't sound right. I feel like people get lost all the time and you have to know who's lost, when, why. Not in parks. Because they find them. Nope. They don't. They don't. They don't report the numbers. Now, not, not saying that they don't. Not saying that they won't go look for you. I'm saying they don't okay. report the numbers. So you don't know how many people have been lost in Glacier National Park. Even after like they stop the search and or like. Don't know. What about if they confirm that you're dead? They don't. They don't. If they, they find your body, that? they. But they don't disclose those numbers. What? Yeah. That does not so there's this right. crazy movie, not The Nutty Professor, called Wind River, and they talk about the numbers of things that they don't report on. And one is national parks, and the other is they don't report on the deaths and the missing of female Native Americans on reservations. Um, and by the way, you want a tearjerker? You want to you want to watch your man cry and you cry? You guys can just share a box of tissues. Wind River. Wind River. With uh, Jeremy Renner. Okay. Who was uh, one of the Bourne guys? Who's also in that great movie Tag. Do you know what tag? You know what tag stands for? No. Where you play tag as a kid? No. Touch and go. Oh. You're creeping me out with all this information. <laughs> we just met today. <laughs> as, as, as Jason Dick says a lot, he goes, 
And you, you know, I'd introduce you to more people, but you're overwhelmed. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, totally kidding. <laughs> and I'm like, I am, a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know any of those movies, but... You know, Wind River. Wind why River. is that a? Why is that a? It's very good. It should have okay. probably. I think it did win an Oscar. It should have for sure. Um, the ones that should usually don't. That's true. We did. Uh, we did Isle of Dogs here because we love dogs. Do you have any 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 animals? I don't know. See, I'm not anti animals. Well, cats. I'm highly allergic to. Good. Well, cats are cats. Cats. Domesticated cats look at you and they're like, if I was bigger, I would eat you. That's their whole goal. Yeah. But at least they live you alone and they're not as high maintenance. But I grew up with cats. But ever since I left my parents' house and then I go back, I'm highly allergic. Like, I will be in a room. One time I took a nap on a couch and a cat snuck up next to me. My eye was swollen shut when I woke no. up from a nap. Yeah. And so I just, in the last few years, I got really allergic. Um, dogs, I'm not anti-dogs. I actually would like a dog for, you know, the times, you know, I want a company or whatnot. But, um my work hours I just feel guilty just leaving them by themselves all the time I'm hardly yeah. home you gotta get a dog that like so we have a basset hound my mom has a basset hound so that's the sleep. dog I grew up with see they're great dogs Lucy. what's your basset banjo banjo Aww. he's bad Bernard how old is banjo he's the same age as my daughter he's, uh, he's five years old Aww, got him so at the same young. time they've grown up together that's awesome Lucy's about uh, 16 now wow that's really old Wait. for a basset hound that's really impressive. I got, wait, I, we got her when I was 15. Do the math, she's 12, never mind. Well, I'm not doing the math. <laughs> but How dare you? I'm 27. Don't you put me in that bucket. I am 27. So, um, so okay, she's 12. But 12? still, I mean, she she's had arthritis for a long time. You know, you just know that they're getting old, and it's just, like, heartbreaking, because they're already such droopy, kind of mellow dogs. Oh, yeah. And then when they're older dogs, it's just even a little more sad and heartbreaking, but they're so sweet. They're she sweet dogs. So sweet. Loves, loves Harper to death. They, they're best buddies. They're, they, I mean, they're great for kids. Yeah. But they're also great if you want a low-maintenance dog. I mean, minus the shedding here in Austin. And medical problems that could occur, because sometimes they do get a lot of medical problems. When they well, get older. When they get older. We don't yeah. have any, we knock on wood, we haven't had any of those okay, yet. Okay, good. But a good, I used to have, I had one when I was in Portland. Her name was Memphis Bell. She was a, she was a sweet dog, she was a sweet basset. Banjo was a rescue, thank goodness. And of course in this town, you know, the, the Austin Pets Alive and everything else, it yeah. is. It's big to adopt or rescue or, or take care of, of, a, of a dog, you know, if you will. It's a, it's, it's a lot of fun. Qu question, as, yes. as, as we, Bring us back to the Nutty Professor a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, Eddie Murphy's character, right? They figured out a way where he has changed himself. Uh, he is now, he's, he's thin, he's, he's more energetic, he's got a little different attitude. Um, my greatest concern, being a dad, and I bring this up because I want to ask you this, but my greatest concern is, is that, is my daughter's self-image. Right, so in the mirror every morning, I make her say I love you to herself. Mm -hmm. The only word she's not allowed to say is can't. There, there are big things where I just, it's, it's on the positive spin and push of, of things that, <laughs> that, uh, that, that she does. And I, and I wonder, what, uh, what did your parents instill in you that give you the comfort to be on camera? That, that, you know, doing where thousands of people are watching you and at the same time, you're focused on doing your job and doing what you do and doing commercials and having fun. I mean, that weather commercial that you guys do where, you know, you're like, 
getting the like store. sup nerds sup nerds <laughs> yes yes that's iconic um well you know that's interesting i would say okay so i'm the i'm the baby okay so i find that a blessing because your parents are just over parenting they're they're done they feel like i mean i i had it easy compared to my siblings you know um, all boys boys and girls you got? no um two girls one boy okay and then so i just feel like but also i feel like they had it, i had it easy but they had it easy with me so it could have been you know a little a little bit of both uh -huh. um i think I, I never gave him huge issues and if i did i was a troublemaker at times but it's because i was smart enough to know what i can get away with it's not that i was like dumb making dumb choices you know um so i feel like they just never you know when i would joke around like i want to be a weather girl they just would listen and and still to this day i mean they are just there to listen and they've never told me one way or another and as long as i i mean i can't speak for my other siblings i you know my other siblings maybe they've made mistakes here and there and they probably guided them in the right place or told them, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. But I really cannot think of one time oh, that that they told me, Erica, you probably shouldn't do that. That's probably because I haven't really, you know, I've made crazy choices, but I've just followed my gut and I followed my heart. And it's like, I'm gonna go do this. Maybe they just, you know, I was always a go-getter and I can do things, I can take care of myself. Um, but I'm always keeping them in the loop kind of thing. So I think just open communication, um, just always believe in your daughter that, I mean, they're gonna be the happiest doing what they want to do. And that's yeah. really, all that matters is that they're safe, that they're happy. You know, like I've, I'm in grad school right now and it's, sucks <laughs> like working with my hours with my hours in general i feel like it's just messing up my body i feel like i'm just getting older quicker messing up my circadian rhythm and just it's just different and then also not having a social life so so i just focus on school you know and sometimes it just takes a, a toll on you and i'll just vent to my mom and she's like erica like like they just want you to be happy you know I don't know. Just listen. I would say that's my goal, or that's my advice to you. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Did you, um, in uh, in all the stuff that you're that you're doing, and and everything else that is uh, that, that's happened in in your, in your career so far, um, where do you you actually let me change directions here? Sorry. With uh, conversations that, that you've had with your parents, you're like at dinner. We're talking about religion and politics and sex, and we just we there's there's no door, there's they no actually, stone unturned. They actually still did not talk to me about sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so not that. But uh, let's go religion and politics. How do you, in an open family, and then also working in a newsroom? I guess the, the long and the short of it is, I, I'm wondering. You work in an area of multiple people with different personalities at the same time. You kind of have to keep yours very neutral and focused on one area. But yet you have this family and this life where you're openly talking about a ton of stuff. Oh. How do you bridge that gap? Where do you, like, there have been times where maybe someone in the newsroom, either here or somewhere else, was taking this in and like, hey, wait, wait, listen. 
fantastic. I love your opinion on this. I know that you're just talking, but we don't talk about that. I've gotten in trouble before. <laughs> and you learn to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Is it, is, it, is it weird getting back into a rhythm that when you go home and those conversations pop up? Or are you excited to be a part of it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and even in my family, like, people, we still don't agree with each other. We still don't. We are all totally, completely different people. But what's awesome is that that's okay you know we we like talking about differences we like debating we like i mean the reason why i love listening to podcasts like i love listening to different perspectives i, I love learning i love getting information i feel like that's just how you grow as a human um and it's okay to disagree you know it's okay to have different views different perspectives i think what's when it's not okay is when you think that someone's wrong for thinking a certain way yeah so is is there anything that you um you firmly believe in that your your brothers and sisters are like that's crazy oh that is that is i love i love my neighbor so one of my neighbors he uh his not his hero is neil armstrong he's a marine his hero is neil armstrong and we're hanging out and i see him walking over with his dog and i and i just smile and we're in my buddy Trey's driveway, and Trey's like, no, stop. Whatever you you stop right now. And I'm like, oh, no. Come on. And, and we're t- chatting. And I go, hey, you know that uh, new uh, movie about Neil Armstrong is coming out? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cute to have a science fiction movie that's so close to home. What do you mean? I'm like, it's not like we really landed on the moon or anything. <laughs> he just, you know, he's a Marine. Mm-hmm. He's very passionate. His face starts to get a little red. <laughs> And he knows I'm joking a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also I like I've listened to so much of Rogan and Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil Hat podcast, other ones, where I have the dumb ammo that I just get to throw his way, yeah. just to have him try to knock it down. Yeah, how come we haven't been back? You just want to get you know, him riled up. I just get him riled up. You know, there are things where uh, my family is very religious. They're a little right. My mom's a little right at the sheriff of Nottingham. She is a evangelical tambourine, speaking in tongues, run down the aisle. Uh-huh. Christian, okay. and I'm not, uh-huh. and so I'll, you know, I'll always say this, it's just, I think it's amazing that Jesus got married, so he didn't, I'm like, come on, I think we all know together, you smile, there's that, there's that push, right, there's that thing where, she's like, does he really believe this, and if he does, I'm going to lose my mind, uh-huh. but at the same time, I'm like, no, come on, who cares? Is there, do you, do you find those picks? Do you have, do you have those things that you get at your, your relatives or family with, or does it not go to that level? No, I think it does. Um, it, I think my dad and my brother are the ones who put, I think it's more of a guy thing. Oh. <laughs> they like to push those buttons and just, you know, really mess with you and they get away with it. But, um, if a girl does it, like me or my sisters, my mom's always there like, Erika, cállate. Erika, no digas eso. Master, you know I don't speak Spanish. What are you? I do speak Spanish, but she's basically just saying, like, Erica, quiet, don't start. Not right now, Erica. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I would say they're the ones that really push the buttons because, you know, they're just sillier like that. They just. Guys can let things go a little quicker than girls. We get riled up. You get riled up? <laughs> Is there anything. Um, has a. 
what has been, um, is, is your man met, uh, met the family? Yes. Ooh, how yeah. did that go? Uh, it was good. They, yeah, they like him. They love him. Um, so my family's all Mexican. Okay. And I've never dated a white boy. <laughs> An American. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Caucasian. American. How dare Caucasian. you? I can't believe See, you. I cannot believe you're I'm assuming sorry. his race. Don't get offended. If you want to, if you want to be correct, he's German. Yeah, Eric Lopez is assuming people's race right now. <laughs> Caucasian. He's not here to defend himself against that. Vile. So, but on top of that, he has a really scruffy beard. Big beard. Right? Show me a picture. It's yeah. amazing. Like like lumberjack, like huge six five tall white dude, and I'm not six five. No. And I'm Mexican with a very Mexican Latino family. Like we own a Mexican bakery. Like that's that's you know weird our that, heritage. It's weird that she owns a Mexican bakery and yet no bakery goods are delivered to her. That's fine. Well, no, well, no, it's okay. Funny story. So my <laughs> grand, my grandpa started this bakery. Yes. My dad took over. Now my brother took over, and they sell to H E B now. Really? So you can get all the pan dulce at H E B. It's from my family's bakery in Phoenix. Wow. Yeah. That's so, fantastic. Uh, yeah, fascinating story there. Anyways, yeah, he met them. So I was always really scared um, when this was going to happen. You know, well, I was just in the phase like everyone loves him when they fall in love with him, right? He's kind sweetheart, giant sweetheart. But still, what are people going to think? You know, it takes a couple of minutes and then you fall in love. Um, so I was really worried about that. But everything turned out great. I mean, yeah, they like him. They like him. Is yeah. he, uh, you know, generally speaking, right? Uh, Hispanic people are good with the sun. You know, you don't get sunburned. You tan. Oh yeah. Does, I'm he, like the does sun. he tan? My boyfriend. Yeah. He tans pretty well. Yeah. Oh. He's always in the sun, actually. God bless him. Likes it. You, know, you don't I, tan very well. No, 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 no. Dark bars are my friend. Oh. Dark bars well. and day drinking are my friend. Yeah. Uh, or night drinking. Uh, Any time where there's not sun, go mow the lawn first thing in the morning. Yeah. I get all my outdoor stuff done by 9 a.m. So you don't try to, because I know a lot of people of your color. <laughs> it only but sounds racist when I say it. <laughs> not when she says it. No That's way. Totally true. That's totally true. But so you you burn, and then does it like do it blisters, you burn, and then, and then it falls it off. Tans. No, because no, I have some girlfriends where like they turn red, but they like to turn red because it's going to turn into a tan. Nope. Sorry, yeah, we're so closed, sir. We're doing a podcast. Come back, I'd buy you a drink though for Aww. the service. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't turn. I don't turn. Uh, I turn red, uh -huh. and then I turn red back to white. Uh -huh. Sometimes I do. I blister, and the skin falls off. It's still white. Um, yeah. No, there's just. Too much Irish and English in me, and and not enough uh, of anything else. Not, that, enough that, not, not enough pigment, not enough color color change that will help me. Plus, I wish there's more German. Maybe there's German in me just because I don't get hangovers. I don't know. Maybe. I do love beer. Mm -hmm. Is your man? Uh, does, does he like beer? Yes. What's his, what's his drink of preference? He's uh, not here to defend himself. Let's. Yeah, if it's beer, it's Guinness, or anything dark. Anything uh, dark, mm -hmm. like a porter. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. This Lee's like an Always adult drinker. Um, if not whiskey. Whiskey? Yeah. Wow. See, I don't, I don't do uh, Brown booze is not my friend. However, for a guy who's not Hispanic, tequila. Oh. oh I love tequila. Yeah. But I do, uh, I do Does tequila. Does it bring out the Latino or Latino? In no, because I, so I drink, I only drink tequila with oranges. Okay. Never with lime. Because lime brings out the dirt and the, the, um, the earth tones of the tequila. Oh. So whereas you know oranges, oh yes, whereas oranges bring out the natural sugars. And actually give it a, give it, there's a complete contrast in how you do shots. When you have a shot of tequila with a lime or a shot of tequila uh -huh. with an orange. And I've won bets and gotten free drinks from people all night long. So if you do a shot of tequila with an orange. I feel like I need to hang out with you on the weekend. I don't know that that's a good idea, but no like, good. <laughs> you should, you and your man should come to the, come to the Oktoberfest where we, uh, we drink beer and uh, cook brats and yeah. and uh, what we do for the food there. You guys come to that. So that's something I haven't done really in Austin. I mean, because on weekends we're like, we're always on the go yeah. somewhere. I'm literally hardly in Austin on the weekends, but I need to go to more festivals and like get involved in ACL? All that. No, see, see, I, I'm not a huge, I love live music, uh -huh. um, but I'm not a fan of the huge crowds at all. So you gotta, there's too many of the young kids around, you know, flex like your the TV muscles. Now. You gotta flex your TV muscles, get that VIP pass. Well, ACL will not give any And I remember we, uh, we rented this, so Live Nation had a parking lot, and then there was a building next to the parking lot. It was uh, Sixth and Red River. So a long, narrow parking lot, stage on the corner of Sixth and Red River. And we had the upstairs of this building. AC, couches, free booze, free food, Wi-Fi. And my friends, Great Caesar Band, I think they're friends at the time, they came into town, their manager, a guy that invested in them, called me and goes, hey, band's going to be in town, can you show them a good time? So yeah, they come hang out, they can drop their stuff off, whatever. Well, the band's downstairs, because South By just doesn't work this way, like they, they're basically show up, play, get up. Show up, play, get up. And I'm like, show up, play, come upstairs, hang out, AC, free booze, free food, whatever you want. Let's you're, have some you're fun. like that hot chick that everyone wants to hang out with. I'm not the hot chick that wants to hang out with. But the bands started coming up. So Great Caesar Band is hanging out. Their band breaks. They don't have anywhere to go. Uh, they, they walk six blocks during South by Heat. They drop, they're all sweaty. They drop their stuff. I'm like, what do you guys need? Let's order your pizza. Let's get some food. Here's some beers. Whatever you guys need. And that night, they said, hey, you know, can we do a private concert for you? So it's me and 10 other friends and then the VPs of Live Nation. They don't know it's the VPs of Live Nation. And they're singing, and the photographer for Live Nation comes up, they go, can you one more? And so John Michael and his friends sing Hallelujah. And I've got goosebumps. I mean, everyone in the room was crying. Everyone is crying. And the guy from Live Nation walks over and goes, what are you guys doing Thursday night? And they look at me, and I'm like, I don't have your schedule. Like, I'm just here to be your friend. What are you doing Thursday night? Nothing. He goes, great, you're our, you're our new closing act for Thursday night for the Live Nation show. They canceled the band that was coming because uh -huh. they hadn't confirmed, and they put them in there to, sh to close out the show. The next two nights later, we had Scarecrow, a band from France. We had um, Brazilian twins, Brazil, and they're also from Des Moines. Shockingly enough, Great Caesar Band, Wagaki, the number one band out of Japan, and a metal band—I forget their name. They were doing cover songs. They'd never met each other, all playing together in front of 50 people before Wagaki went downstairs and played in front of 1,500 people. They were playing, doing, and Wagaki's like, 
I'm so sorry, we have to go downstairs and do this. This is more fun. And I see all that because that's the view that South by brings you, right? Like, unlike ACL, yeah. it's fun. You can get the VIP pass, you get a cart, you drive around the back, you sit on, the, you sit on stage, you watch the bands. It's, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Don't mean to balk at that in any way. I don't do ACL if, I'm, if I don't have that. But there's a beauty about South By and these small, intimate, fun parties yeah. that, that, that change it. I mean, this was South By a couple of years ago, and that's Dave Grohl sitting in this booth right in front of where we're talking, uh, where this is the place where he comes and gets beers when nice. he's in town. Nice. Uh, when I first got here eight years ago, the Bravery and John Popper and I sat right here, and we sang Eddie Rabbit hits <laughs> and drank tequila and beer. Uh-huh. That's the beauty of South. Yeah. That's the thing where I mean, you know, I always tell people it's like never buy a badge for South by, but always have good friends because they're gonna be like, oh, I'm going to this thing, and it's never one of those like, oh, I have a plus one. And it's like, no, no, I'm bringing my friends, uh -huh. and we're going to Easy Tiger, we're going to backstage to see the the legends of death metal, and we're just gonna sit right there, and then we're gonna follow them to the hotel bar, and they're gonna sing acoustic for us, and we're gonna hang out and have a good time. So you mainly go to and those shows you don't need the badges. I don't, okay. I've never bought a badge for something. Yeah, that's what I heard, that the best shows are the ones where you don't need badges. Because also, those musicians that genuinely just love performing in small intimate places too, I mean, they don't care for the bigger crowds that you need badges. They like to pop up and kind of yeah, excite I mean, I people, a, right? I got a call last year from Black Eyed Peas, like, hey, can you take us to a bar? I'm like, sure. Uh -huh. So this place was, well, one, they wanted to drink for free. What bar and, did you take? And them? Leslie is, Leslie's a, she's interesting, right? I mean, she runs a, a she's a, a small place here. Uh -huh. Only holds 40 Wait, people. Wait, Leslie, owner of? Uh, Dirty Bills. Okay. Only, only holds 40 people, so you, gotta, you, know, you just can't be giving away free drinks here. Yeah. It's, it's just not that kind of place. But we, um, we did, uh, so I took him to Kung Fu. And we hung out, they got a table, we got free drinks, free food. Had a good time. Uh, -huh. uh It was fun. I mean, it was a good time. You, you had know? black eyed peas? Yeah. No biggie. Yeah. Yeah. You're such a big shot. I'm not a big shot. I'm not. No, I, no, no, what no, happens no, is, no. is that people get a phone call and then... You have that personality that people, like you draw people. I mean, that's why you have a podcast. You have to have a certain type of personality to host and, you know, to be able to talk to so many people. I can talk to certain people. Certain people I completely shut off to, you know. I'm that awkward person that's like, nice talking to you, bye. And they're like, how did she just end that conversation? That was awkward. <laughs> She's like, you're like, I need to do it with bye. Bye. Because you're wondering. Like, hey. See, that's how we close. That's how we close her. Yeah. So, but, you know. But like, when I, but when I come in here, uh -huh. I'll text Leslie. She'll have the end of the bar seat open for me. And I don't talk to anybody. Yeah. I sit down here. I watch TV. I relax. Uh, people come in. If I know someone, of course, I, I talk uh -huh. to them. But I'm not good at talking to strangers, really. So I'm not is good it at is it because this is your work mode so for example my work mode is when i'm on the weather wall i have to turn it on no matter how tired i am it's 4 30 in the morning i didn't sleep well the last night my melatonin didn't kick in <laughs> my melatonin didn't kick in at 5 p.m i don't know why <laughs> um and so you just kind of turn it on is that like you when you're hosting on podcasts kind of um i, I turn it on like for for work and for other things. Uh, um, and then, you do need a, what do they call it? You know how they describe the people who you get energy from certain scenarios. So I 
like when I'm in a group of people, it, or if I'm talking right now, like this is sucking the energy out of me. And then I'm gonna go home and I just wanna decompress. I, you know, have to be pitch quiet. And then you recharge. Or there's the people who get charged by being around a group of people. Do you know those different types of? Yeah, people? I am. Uh, I need to. I need to decompress, but I decompress differently. Uh-huh. So, hey, we'll we'll end this. Close everything up. Leslie will come. Shut it down. The movie really is over. Yeah. By the way, by the way, he's movie's not, over. He's not shutting it down because I just said he's <laughs> no. sucking the energy out of She just got. She got. Erica has better timing than me. She should have a podcast. No. She's got good timing. She, I've she's also. Like, I've also been up since one thirty a.m. So you've been up since one thirty. So. Yeah. I mean, so I look at it and I go, you know, I, I'll go, I'll go home and I'll watch a, a bad television show. Uh-huh. Like I love bad TV because it, it shuts my mind down. That's why you so, watch TV. And then, and so I watch, I watch TV. Like I did, I did a whole thing. I wrote this whole thing that that'll never actually be done. Well, one second. It'll actually, it'll never see the light of day. But there's a show uh, with um, one of the guys from 90210. I forget his name. Sorry. Uh, Private Eyes in Canada. Uh-huh. It's an ex hockey player who works with a private investigator. Well, then Bravo comes out with a show with the chubby kid from Stand By Me, who he's an actor who just got a divorce, and he goes back to his hometown. He works with the police to assist them on stuff. So two famous people work with one with private eye, one working with the cops. Then you have another one of an actress of an overdose who's working with a private eye to solve crimes as well. That's on ABC, I believe, called Take Two or something. So there's three shows, the exact same premise, interchange one or two things, the exact same premise, I watch all three of them. Why? Because it shuts my mind up. Because if I don't, I will literally get exhausted or I pop a modafinil and then I just go a million miles an hour. No modafinil is? No. So off shift workers, people who wake up like you. Okay. If you took a, um, if you took a, 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 an ADHD drug, right, where you can focus. If you took one of those. Adderall. Adderall. You're gonna be the best suitster in the world. Like you're gonna uh-huh. know, you're gonna be in front of the screen. You know, I'm one thing. I'm happy I discovered Adderall like the last two days of college. Yeah. Or else I would have been hooked. <laughs> so, but, but it lets you focus on one thing. Uh-huh. But you focus on it, you do it really well. Yeah. Uh, there was that show, that movie called Limitless, where the guy's brain. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's that's what happened. Okay. So it allows you to focus on ten or twenty things at once, but do them exceptionally well and go at a high high rate of speed. Yeah. So when I was the SVP for the drone company and uh, they were going to go public, I got hired on December 27th. On January 3rd or 4th was CBS, the largest consumer electronics trade show in the world, and I had 150 me- meeting interviews to do. I didn't know anything about drones. Uh-huh. Took one of those, read, 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 then read more, read more, read more then decided what my own premise would be based on what I'd read and what I would take it and then how I would di- dissect the lines of drones that they did and what I'd do to create a story that was short-term, long-term, and then mid-term for, uh, for industry as well as consumer and then how that broke down. Synized that into two sentences. Woke up the next morning in Vegas at 4 a.m., popped another one, started meeting and went. Yes, and I got my daughter a drone. She's like, do you remember you, you got me a drone? drone. I don't even have a drone. Oh, Katie has a drone. See, That's Katie's got cool. a drone. She got it, so she got one. But yeah, so it's, but it's it's either a hundred miles an hour one direction okay. always, or I have to. Yeah. Yeah. You're completely on or completely off. I get yep. it. Very very little middle ground. Yeah. Listen, we've well, been up since uh, the crack of dawn. 
from before. Yeah. I appreciate this. I yeah, really do. Thanks That's for funny. inviting me. I felt super honored. Again, I've listened to lots of podcasts, um, so this is pretty awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I mean, this is, you know, we're, uh, we're just trying to have fun and, uh, and do something different. Um, it's always funny. People get upset. They're like, you didn't talk about the movie much. No, because I get distracted. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I wonder how this is going to go. Not a lot of movie talk. <laughs> More, I mean, because it really is, it's, it's an opportunity, one, to share stories, and two, insights, and, and three, get people to get to know you a little bit better or differently. And if the conversation does get, like, weird, or, you know, we don't have much to talk about, you, you know, Drive back play to the off movie. the movie. Exactly. So it's all good. Awesome. Well, it was lots of fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Now Andy. I know who to um, hit up when I want to get around Austin and party a bit. Yeah, just grab your man. Let me know. Uh, we, we we always uh, always find myself a little. My, my wife's always like, I'm, I'm sorry. Why do people want you to come out till one a.m.? <laughs> I don't know. She's yeah. like, Why are you at forty four still the life of the party? Like, is Why this okay? Why are you acting like you're cool? Yes. <laughs> I live with you. You're not cool. I'm like, oh, well, we, we all beg to differ. <laughs> so, uh, folks, with that note, now you get to listen to my daughter close out this podcast as she sings about the first time she went solo taking a poop. Enjoy.